Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo everybody, greetings and salutations and welcome to episode 8 of the Sacred Icon Halo podcast where we talk all things Halo as always. I'm your host, Jovial Joshua Hargis, and with me is my buddy, my pal, my friend, and the red and my blue. Yeah. Mr. Brian Arvett, your host. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing awesome, Josh. We have Halo Reach on MCC, and MCC's been updated, and it runs great, so for the most part. Yeah, for the, for the most part. <laughs> we'll get into So I'm pretty that. happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's going pretty good, man. It, it's a weird... It's been kind of a weird, like week or past week like seeing how uh, you said it in one of the other episodes but like it's got it's, it almost feels like a new game is released there's a big resurgence yeah right? one thing that sucks is like i uh you know we, we kind of started this podcast and then i got we both got jedi fallen order and now reach came out and i want to play reach more than i want to play fallen order but i also want to play fallen order and I haven't got that far in it, and I haven't had much time, so I feel like there's just a lot of things to play, not much time to do it, and then next year there's going to be a lot more games, so... <laughs> I get that. I'm the opposite, just because it's Star Wars, and I love that game. Of course. But, but Reach is... I'm, I'm playing... And Jennifer Order is new. Yeah. You know, well, whereas yeah. Reach is not, so... That's a good point, but... Yeah, I'm loving playing... I, I'd say I'm playing them a bit equally, but it's tough, because I want to sink heavy hours into both of them. Everyone's listening to this like, podcast and like, huh, I beat Fallen Order a week ago, chumps. Yeah. <laughs> or people have already beaten Reach. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so we got a little bit of news that we're going to touch upon. Uh, and that is that on the 5th, uh, Halo Waypoint posted an article about Mythic Arena in Halo 5. So some of you might have played that, some of you might not know, but we're just going to go into it a little bit. And what that is, I'm going to just sort of read this quote this from the page itself it says mythic arena is a hybrid between new and old halo experiences evoking memories of the past while maintaining a modern feel in a fun and competitive setting by partnering closely with the community we were able to build out six new maps and five mythic variants of beloved game modes for this playlist being assault capture the flag king of the hill oddball and slayer as a result, we've created a fully-fledged new ranked experience for Halo 5 players to enjoy this season. So, Brian, I know you got a bit of time in with this with your brother recently. I have not touched it at all yet. What are your thoughts on it? The Mythic Arena playlist is probably the most fun I've had in Halo 5, uh, which is saying a lot because I think Halo 5 has 
objective. I feel like objectively for me, Halo 5 has the best multiplayer. It's not my favorite multiplayer, but I feel like it is the best. And this Mythic Arena playlist, I, I definitely recommend you guys check it check it out, play it. Um, it's The settings are no sprint, increased base movement, um, no ground pound, no Spartan charge. Um, you still have thrust, and you still have the, I don't know what it's called, but where you can aim in the air and you float. Stabilize. Stabilize. You still have stabilize. And the jump, the jump height's increased also. So you can jump higher, run faster, but there's no sprint, no ground pound, none of that stuff. And it, it makes for this really, really interesting, like, combination of old-style Halo and new-style Halo. And honestly, after playing Mythic Arena, this is 100% the direction I would like Halo Infinite's multiplayer to go. And it makes me sad because I really doubt that this is what Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be for a few reasons. One... This is just a mode in Halo 5 that they kind of just, you know, tossed out there. And then secondly, like, there was things I saw in Halo 2 Anniversary, the special Halo 2 Anniversary multiplayer mode, not the regular one, but the Anniversary multiplayer. There was things they did with that multiplayer that I thought for sure they were prepping for Halo 5's multiplayer, and none of that actually was in Halo 5's multiplayer. So I feel like if I got my hopes up that Mythic Arena multiplayer would be the, the, the way route they're going for Infinite, I'd be disappointed. But this is definitely what I want, guys. Like, I feel like it, it, it would please everyone. Like, obviously, people have things, like, specific things they want, and people are going to be disappointed regardless. But, like, this is the best overlap, in my opinion, of multiplayer because the base movement speed is increased just enough that I feel like I'm moving around the map faster than normal, than faster than in most Halos, but not fast in the way of, like, a Quake game or something like that. Not, not ridiculously fast. And um, so I got that that quick pace that you know people are more used to in first person shooters today but there's no sprint so you don't and, and the thing about the thing about it is since there's no sprint i never once had to deal with the encounter of i'm shooting a guy and i should and i should kill him but he sprinted away now let me say because they put the whole your shields don't recharge while you sprint thing that does do a good job of mitigating that problem but people in Halo 5 are still able to sprint nonstop until they can go around in circles and get behind walls and get away from you. But when I was playing Halo Mythic Arena, Halo 5 Mythic Arena, that just didn't happen because we're both moving at the same speed and I was able to chase people down, get more kills. I felt like I did better, which doesn't say much because I'm not very competitive. I'm not very good at Halo, but I feel like I did much better in Mythic Arena than I did in Standard Halo 5. Um... Just the, the overall, all the game, I don't know if Clamber was in there or not. I feel like it wasn't because I never once used it, and I think that's because the maps were designed around not using Clamber. Because in case you guys didn't know, in Mythic Arena, there's like, I think it's six maps that are designed specifically in Forge for the Mythic Arena rule set um, to account for the increased space speed and the jump height. Um, so I just had a blast with it. You also, you also start with the Halo 2 Anniversary um, Battle Rifle, so that kind of felt classic. And, and the thing that was cool, nice. too, is, and this isn't a new thing, but, you know, if you guys have used the Halo 2 Anniversary Battle Rifle in Halo 5, when you use the left trigger for aim down sights, it just gives you the classic scope from, like, Halo, old-style Halo. So mm-hmm. that's another thing. Now, I'm not, I don't have a preference either way. Well, maybe I do have a preference, but it's not enough for me to care. But they could take that route of keeping... Um, keeping aim down sights like on the left trigger but give it the more classic halo reticle look 
for Halo Infinite if they wanted to make people more happy with like like, like that. Because the thing is, as we all know, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but aim down sights in Halo Five works the same as it did in classic Halos. It's just a different mechanic, right? Like you your your speed doesn't decrease when you go into aim down sights. And you're still scoping just like you would have in Halo 1, 2, 3, or anything like that. It's just a different mechanic, right? Wasn't there one of the Halos in which it took you out of scope when you get shot? I can't remember. Yeah, it, 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 like, it, take, it takes you out of scope in Halo 5 also, doesn't it? Okay, I mean, it's been a, yeah, it's been a couple weeks since I played it, but I can't remember because I, I think there is one or two Halo games where it doesn't do that, and I think there is a couple where it does. I, I, hmm. I feel like Reach sure. might have not took you out in the beta or something, but I don't know. But either way, um, Halo, you guys should try Halo 5 Mythic Arena and let us know what you think about it. Um, let, let us know if you think it'd be a good um, compromise for Infinite. Um, I really don't know why they why they wouldn't go this route. Like, it's just so good. Like, what Josh, I know you haven't played it, but like based on what I've said and what you've seen, what are your thoughts, like honest thoughts? Well, a couple, yeah, a couple things I want to talk about um, before I answer that. Um so I wanted to get your opinion on this since you've played it. Under the map section on the Waypoint article, it says, These Mythic Arena maps were built specifically for its tailored movement settings and provide a truly fresh experience for Halo 5. The creators of these maps intended for them to not only play well for this hybrid mode, but also draw from Halo CE's more simple aesthetic. All Mythic Arena maps support all of Mythic Arena modes, but below we've included recommended pairings below, and they have some screenshots, which are pretty cool. So I wanted to ask you, Brian, first, did you feel that it had a Halo Combat Evolved aesthetic and feel going on in terms of the map design? I actually did, yeah. The uh, the aesthetic is very, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, those flat kind of grays in, in Halo CE. Yeah, I can like, see that on the screenshots they have yeah, on the website. It, definitely. It, I definitely did feel like that. I mean, it, it still felt like a Forge map to me, but it did feel like it was going for that, and it, I'd say it worked pretty well. So Yeah, is it? you know what's weird is I'm looking at these screenshots, and I remember Halo 1 being like this, okay? I, I, and to an extent, I remember Halo 2 being a bit like this, where it's just kind of, you know, there's not too much detail going on in terms of, uh, I guess, looks you know, aesthetics. And I remember getting to a point where I felt like, I think especially with Halo 3 and 4, even though Halo 3 is my favorite Halo, where I just felt, oh, this stuff is too plain or, oh, this stuff is overcomplicated. And I think I was just, there was never a sweet spot for me. But I see these screenshots and I'm like, wow, I actually kind of miss how almost minimalistic it is. Yeah, definitely. In a way. So, but uh, to get back to what you asked me, um, this sounds interesting. And, you know, you kind of touched upon it already, dude, but I wanted to ask you, we know, we know games uh, developers before have sometimes tested out new features for future games in previous titles. What do you think the chances are that this is what's happening right now? Because I'm seeing some stuff on Twitter too. There's a little bit of buzz about this no sprint. Mm -hmm. Well, man, it's really hard to say because... On one hand, you do have a sizable group of Halo fans that, to them, the only way Halo multiplayer is ever going to be good is if it's no sprint, minimal to no armor abilities of any sort, even if it's even across the board like Halo 5, and, you know, um, power weapon placements and, and, and just knowing the map, like that classic Halo 1, 2, 3 multiplayer. Some people are literally never 
ever going to be happy unless it's that. And I don't think that's a problem. Like, let me get that straight. If if you're someone who says, I'm not going to play Halo multiplayer unless it's the original type of gameplay, I think that's completely fair. Um, and and if you want that for future Halos, I think that's fair. And um, But if, if you don't get that for future Halos, um, the option to play the old ones is there. That's what MCC is for. So, um, you know, we... We we have our own preferences and and um, well, let's just so, entertain this hypothetically. Okay, I think I, I I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm going to enjoy this when I play it. Um, but let's just say this is received very well, and best case scenario would be that there's modes for both in Halo Infinite, right? Where you have the the stuff that came from Halo 5's natural. Uh, sort of evolution of Halo multiplayer, but then this sort of like mix. Do you think that um, could really happen though? Do you think they really? No, I don't think so. Out? But that's what I want to get to. Okay. That's what I want to get to. So, just prefacing that by saying that. Uh, I mean, I think realistically that'd be cool. We want everything we can get, right? Big team battle at launch. We want. Uh, if pe- I'm sure there's people out there that want Warzone. You know, you want SWAT right away. You yeah. want all this stuff. So, but I think to be realistic, it would probably come down to one. So, what do you think? What do you think we're gonna get? I mean, do you think like do you think they're gonna go for a mix of classic Halo with a little bit of evolution touched in, or do you think they're just gonna keep taking it off the Halo Five template of multiplayer? They're in, they're in a really rough spot, Josh. Because think about it this way: Halo Four, everyone said you guys got the campaign right; multiplayer, you got wrong. Halo Five, everyone said you guys got the multiplayer right; campaign, you got wrong. Are you are they really going to you know? 10 years into them making Halo games, are they going to take the risk of mixing up? Like, they mixed up, after Halo 4's campaign, they mixed it up with Halo 5's campaign and it failed. Like, you know, are they going to take the risk at mixing up Halo 5's multiplayer, like, for Infinite? Like, cause, because this is their, this is they've talked about this, this is their chance to make a game where it has an amazing campaign, an amazing multiplayer, they want to do it all right. So do you want to do you want to deviate too far away from the one thing people said Halo Five had in Spades, which was its multiplayer? Um, I feel like if I was going for a no risk approach, I would like this is not what I want. But I feel like if I was going for a no risk approach as three four three, I'm going to make Infinite's multiplayer almost exactly the same as Halo Five because we know that that part's praised and people love that. And then I'm going to try to make a really good campaign and, and look at Halo 4 as well as Bungie's Halo campaigns to try to make a good campaign. So that's how I think it's the smartest move. But, you know, I'm not a developer and developers are much more ambitious and they know a lot of times they know what what the community needs here. And and the truth is a lot of a lot of people have just they've they've quit Halo past past either past reach or past three. Some people you know, not to take the spotlight spotlight off of three four three. Like some people just are done with Halo multiplayer past three. Like Reach did not give them what they want either because all the armor abilities and sprint and all the bloom and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people are just like, you know, I've been done with Halo's multiplayer since three. And if they're hoping to really gain that crowd back, I think they need to do something like this Mythic Arena. Um, I definitely think there is, even if I would, you and me might like it. I think it's definitely a bad idea to just straight up carbon copy a Halo two or three type multiplayer. Like that would well, be. I agree, definitely. That'd be it just a seems huge like this is back. a bit of a just looking at it from the outset of having not of not having played it. It looks like an interesting combination of the two. Does it feel like that when you were playing it? Did it? Feel yeah, like dude, it, it's perfect because I feel like I'm playing 
Halo 2, Halo 3 type multiplayer with... Okay, so like look at it this way. So like if you have Halo 1, and I've mentioned this before on Twitter and stuff, like Combat Evolved was the title of Halo 1. Halo 1 to 2 to 3, you really felt like there was combat evolution there, right? And then Halo 4, it was not evolution as much as just change for the sake of it. It didn't, it didn't evolve in a better way in 4. And arguably, even though I love Reach multiplayer, I would say Reach didn't really evolve it either. It kind of just... I've talked about this before. It moved laterally for Reach and 4. Then Halo 5 came around, and Halo 5 really did evolve it. But as we've also talked about before, and I, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but Halo 5's multiplayer doesn't play like classic Halo at all. It's evolved Halo in the right direction, and it's very competitive, and it's very good multiplayer. But Halo 5 multiplayer does not feel like classic Halo. Now, when I play Halo 5 Mythic Arena, I feel like I'm playing classic Halo in that same proper evolution I got from 1 to 2 to 3. It feels like, okay, Halo 1, okay, Halo 2, we added dual welding, you know, you know, hijacking, all this million different things I could mention. Halo 3 added things. This feels like the proper evolution. Picture Halo 3, but now Halo 5 Mythic, you have increased base movement, thrust, stabilize in the air and the jump height's a little increased like it's just it's just a slight tweak to give it this like new contemporary halo multiplayer feel but it still feels very classic halo where halo 5 you and me love halo 5 we have no problems with halo 5's multiplayer but halo 5's multiplayer does not feel like classic halo at all halo 5 mythic arena feels like classic halo multiplayer and that excites the heck out of me because it's got proper evolution and proper changes Okay, let me ask you this. Does it need to feel classic? My opinion, no. What's your opinion? No. No. No, because I, I, think, I, think, I think gameplay, specifically speaking, Halo 5 was the next step. I agree. Yet at the same time, when you that's, tell me about this. That's the question, this, though, isn't it? And what I'm is listening to this, I'm reading about it, and I'm thinking, oh, this sounds interesting. This sounds very, very interesting. It creates an interesting the dichotomy. We should play a match up the podcast. Yeah, dude, I'm genuinely up for that because I, I this sounds this sounds good, and it creates a, a weird, a weird situation because like I could see them testing this potentially as something like if it's received incredibly well, they might go that route. But at the same time, because even even despite how well Halo 5's multiplayer was received, there was still that community of people who was like no sprint. You know, there's quite there's quite yet, a vocal community. There's quite a yet, like there's some people who just disregard Halo Five entirely because unanimously people don't really like the campaign. But the multiplayer, I'd still say there's a very big chunk of people who are like, that's not classic Halo multiplayer. So Halo Five is just completely null and void to me. Oh, and, okay. Well, let me ask you this, just just for my, my sake, but also those listening, what would you define as classic Halo multiplayer? Uh, well, I mean, I think at the core of classic multiplayer. It's that arena gameplay in a map that has known spots with known power weapons, right? You know, even mm -hmm. two two sides starting on what's the word I'm looking for when map? It's a very simple word that I'm just sadly. I think it's asymmetrical. Asymmetrical, maybe. I think so. You know, asymmetrical maps, you know, fair even starts and power weapon placements. That's Halo at its core. Now, somebody might say, "Well, then why why does Sprint affect classic Halo?" Well. If you look at the like just several different ways. If you look at the map sizes in Halo 5, the maps have to be way larger to account for people sprinting nonstop. Because if the maps were the size go play midship on Halo 2 and put sprint in that, you're gonna you're gonna circle the whole map in about eight seconds. 
I mean, it's that map midship in Halo 2 compared to Halo 5 is not midship in Halo 5 might as well be a comp- truth. Might as well, or I'm sorry. Well, it's you know what I mean. It's called truth, but yeah, it's the remake. Um, truth in Halo 5 might as well be a campaign mission size compared to <laughs> midship on Halo 2. So you're going to change the map size because of sprint. You're going to change the way in which fights go out because if I'm running around on midship in Halo 2 and someone starts shooting me, I have a couple different options. You know, I can I can turn around, I can react, I can quickly try to dodge behind a wall or fall down. But if I have sprint, like in truth, I can sprint halfway across the map, I can sprint quickly down and over and left and right. I, mean, I can completely escape the fight. And so I would say sprint does change classic Halo. Um, you have something like reach where sprint didn't affect it as much, but I still feel like it was changing it. Um, so let me just let me just clarify and bring it all in. If the argument is what's classic Halo, I I would say objectively sprint does not belong in classic Halo. But I would not say that means sprint doesn't belong in Halo. I would not say that doesn't mean we should have sprint in Halo. I also wouldn't say that Sprint isn't a natural good evolution of Halo. I'm just saying if the question is, what is classic Halo multiplayer, it's not Sprint. Do you think Sprint in and of itself is why people refer to Halo 5's multiplayer as sweaty in the competitive sense? That's one of several things. Because I mean, of I the think, pacing is what I'm getting at. I mean, you got. I mean, you add that to Thrust and Stabilize and Clamber I mean. and... You know, Spartan Charge and all that. I mean, it all adds up to one thing. But Sprint's the biggest thing. Because if you think about this, even in Halo 4, you couldn't Sprint Unlimited. Now, I know Halo 4 multiplayer was not a, not a good multiplayer because, you know, you, you could Sprint away from fights and there was no... You could you could recharge your shields while Sprinting in Halo 4, so that wasn't good. But in Halo 4, you ran out of Sprint. Halo 5, I can literally Sprint the entire match, you know, which... Mm-hmm. It, it, they made it work because everyone can do that. And like I said, your shields don't recharge, but... Yeah, I mean, I remember when I first saw that multiplayer preview, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm not supposed to like this, but I like it. And yeah. I play it and I love it. And to clarify on this end, I love Halo 5's multiplayer. Me too. From a gameplay perspective, I didn't like how so much was UNSC themed. I didn't like the Forge maps being incorporated. Um, but that being said, I loved how it played. I loved it so much. And there's a huge part of me, I'd say about 80% of me, that doesn't want it to change. But if they are going for a soft reboot, this would be a good do you direction. think there's a strong chance that this is what they might be doing with the multiplayer? That they might be willing to take the risk on this? Yeah. Well, let, using this as a test. I mean, what do you think? I mean, it, the question is like, what does three four three care about more? Does three four three care about making an objectively good Halo game on all fronts, or objectively making a good Halo game on all fronts and appeasing to the crowd? If you want to appease to the crowd, I really don't think you can go Halo 5's multiplayer straight up again in Halo Infinite. There is, like, I'm making up a number here, I don't know this, but, like, I would say even if Halo 5 multiplayer is is widely loved, there's a very solid chunk of people who despise that direction, 25 to 30%. I'm just making up a number. I feel like it's less than half, but I feel like it's enough that it is, it does impact your your player base and your sales. Um, So... If they want to appease to everyone and do it in a way that evolves Halo and doesn't just sacrifice their integrity and sacrifice what they want for the series, I think Mythic Arena is a really good direction to go. Um, you know, it offers well, the see, best of both worlds. 
see on top of it too, if you look at it like the, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with the most recent tournaments they've done, you know, whether it be like DreamHack Atlanta or HCS, just any of that stuff, I think it's mostly been like classic Halo multiplayer. I don't think it's been Halo 5 as much now. So it's interesting too. Like in one sense, it's interesting because Halo 5 is still getting support Mm-hmm. Four years later, which is amazing. I want to talk about that briefly here in a moment, but it's just interesting, you know, that it's it, we're getting this sort of spiritual reboot or soft reboot, I meant to say, and the multiplayer is kind of this quasi blend of like classic and, and the evolution. I mean, I don't. I, I feel like this is this is interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was actually really because I, I briefly read about this. I don't know if it was through the Waypoint or I saw it on a forum or something, but. So I was like, huh, that sounds like a good mix. So I went and tried it, and I started playing it, and I'm like, oh, dang. Like, this is, holy crap, this is a really good direction. Um, so I, I, I just don't know, I just don't know what 343 wants for it. I don't know what, this. if they if I'm going off of them saying soft reboot, then it very much seems like this Mythic Arena is the type of multiplayer that would fit that idea. Um, but obviously, Josh and I are going to be happy if if Infinite has more or less Halo 5's multiplayer all over again because we think it's fantastic. Um, but what, here's a simple question, Josh. I, I know what you're going to say. What is the most complained about thing in Halo's multiplayer today? I the mean, number I, one thing. I would think Sprint. I don't know it's because sprint. I have... It is Sprint. Yeah, I was going to say because I, I mean... It's unquestionable. I see people who don't like the armor who haven't liked it since... I'd probably say like re- three or reach. Yeah, well, just how like the different armor print. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to think like I guess it would be sprint, yet at the same time, I feel like all the people that complained, or at least the majority of people, like 70-80%, kind of shut up, myself being one of them, when Halo 5 came out and we got to play it. And yeah. It's like, oh wow, not, they made it work. Yeah, I mean okay, we tried it. Mean, we thought, we compare, oh, this is gonna be cool. And then we tried yeah, it and it, it was, was cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Major Nelson. Um, I mean, yeah, if, if you go back to the Halo 4 days, when Halo 4 was the newest Halo, it is unanimous across the board. No sprint. No sprint. And then, you know, kudos to 343. They doubled down and said, nope, we're still putting sprint in anyways, but we've done it in this new way. And I think a lot of people went, okay, this really does work. This is awesome. Um, but there's still a lot of people who don't want sprint there. And sprint has been something I have not been able to go to a Halo community board or Twitter or anywhere and in the last nine years and not heard someone complain about Sprint. I mean, yeah. it's just been constant. So, I mean, in some ways, you'd think of 343, maybe you'd think, okay, nine years of hearing about Sprint, maybe it is time we, we take a different direction. And uh, all I can say is, bottom line, you know, to sum this up, if they go a Mythic Arena direction like this, I think it would be really intelligent, and I would really, really enjoy it. I love that that quick base movement with no Sprint. But if they copy Halo 5 pretty much to a T, I think that's smart too because obviously it worked. Halo 5's multiplayer is really good, and I'm going to be happy either way. So, you, Josh, you and I are in a good situation. There's very little chance that we're going to be disappointed with Halo 5's multiplayer because we love 5, we love Classic, and I love Mythic Arena. You haven't tried it yet, but you probably will like Mythic Arena. So I think really the, the only way we're going to be disappointed with Halo uh, Infinite's multiplayer is if they just straight up copied like Halo 2. Now, Halo 2's multiplayer is amazing, but like if they straight up just copy Halo 2, it'd be like, wow, guys, you just took yeah, I over think realistically, a decade that back. Won't happen. No, <laughs> that like you'd just be taking though. a step back for 10 years. Right. Like, or, or you know, I will years. say just looking at this on paper, you know, without having played it, I will say I hope Clamber 
continues to make it in because I just I love that feature. I don't feel like it's too intrusive. I don't feel it's um, getting in the way of too much. I just I love that you try to make a jump and you grab onto that ledge last second, and boom, you're up there. You know, it's satisfying. But see, on one hand, I want to be like I can do without clamber, but then here's the thing: if I get rid of clamber, it's going to go back to uh, crouch jumping, which is awesome. But it's almost like crouch jumping was the we're so early in the gaming industry, we can't come, we, we don't have the skill, we don't have the development tools to make Clamber yet. So it's almost like Clamber is the proper evolution of the crouch jump. Yeah. So Okay. So um, before we kind of close this out, two things I want to ask you. Uh, when you played it, um, do you feel like from an objective standpoint that it could be just, if you just put a Halo Infinite sheen on it, mm-hmm. you know? Do you feel like that's something that would be competitive? Played played competitively. Uh, played competitively. Do you feel yeah. like that's something? I definitely feel like it would be comp- played competitively. I'm trying to think of what would make it not competitive with the with the rule set they've made. Uh, because thrust. Because it sounds like what you're saying, Brian, is like for the most part, this is you just 100 percent fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and and I told you, and you've mentioned this before on the podcast. Back when Halo Four first came out, I told you. I feel like Thrust needs to be in the game forever. Like Thrust yes. is great. Yep. And they, yeah, they did right. that in Halo 5, and they did it better in Halo 5 because in Halo 4, you went into third person when you Thrust, which wasn't a good idea. Um, remember that briefly. Yep. Um, I do but, remember that. So yeah. Halo 5, is Thrust is great. And Thrust, everyone has it. It's quick. It's simple. It's a mobility option. So in this Halo Mythic Arena, I don't Halo 5 Mythic Arena, I don't see why it would people would say it's not competitive. Because um, I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Stabilize... There's nothing about stabilized that makes it unfair or uncompetitive. No, right? but also that's why I would want Clamber to be in, just because there was times there were times you were able to use that in Halo Five to sort of keep yourself like afloat or maybe get an extra inch or two. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because of that, you know, using that with Clamber. So well, Clamber might be in um, Mythic Arena. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I just know that I, I didn't see it, it on the hours. article, but yeah, yeah I, I played it for be. hours and I did not. I never used it. And then when my, my brother and I switched over to regular Halo 5 multiplayer, I was clamoring the first map, which tells me you yeah. probably couldn't do I mean, it. To be fair, on my end, I need to just go into it with an open mind, which I will. But, I mean, if it doesn't feel like it needs clamor, then... We'll be excited be to hear your thoughts on it on the next podcast, Josh. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, yeah, just playing Reach, um, is, I'm having more fun with that than I have been so far. Like, I've, I've really hit a good stride with that. But... There's plenty of times where I'm like, man, I wish I had thrust right there. I would have used it to get me behind oh, that yeah. corner. Thrust needs to And stay. I just, I think it does too. I love thrust. But uh, lastly, to wrap this bit of news up, um, how cool is it that four years later, this game is still being supported? Halo 5 specifically. Oh, I mean, it's it's a testament to 343, like taking care of their game. I mean, this is how support should be done. I mean, I, I would almost say that this is better than I would expect, you know, from someone. Uh, because you think about, I mean, since we're older, four years doesn't seem like as much. But like, if you go back to Halo Two and picture that they're still updating Halo Two this well a year after Halo Three came out, that's kind of insane, mm-hmm. you know. So this is this is like really good quality support. Um, you know, since we're on this topic, I, I know we didn't have this planned out, but like, I think we should just since we're on this topic, like. I know one of the big complaints with Halo 5's multiplayer is the whole rec card system and the microtransactions. Now, I haven't played multiplayer in Halo 5 as much as Josh, and I want to say that, I think it'd be fair to say that you and I, Josh, have not played Halo 5's multiplayer um, as much as probably your hardcore Halo multiplayer fan, right? Like, it's not something you've played every month of every year that this game's been out, right? No, but I have put in quite a lot quite, of time. Okay. With it. Yeah, definitely way more than I have. 
But um, I don't feel like, and I just want to. Say, that's why I want to clarify this because I don't want to say that our opinions are matter more or are credible enough. But um, I don't feel like the rec card system was really that big of a deal. I don't feel like the microtransactions really hurt the game. Um, I know it may. I know in in Warzone it is kind of pay to win because you can pay to get better items. But the idea behind Warzone is kind of for it to be a a big conglomerate of random fun things to do, right? Like it's not competitive, so. So and we get the we get the new maps for free. So tell me what what's like what's really bad about the red card system? Like why couldn't we keep that going forward? Warzone. Well, like what do you I mean? I think like, it really comes down to just Warzone itself. Well, they have to do Warzone, right? I mean, kind of goes without saying just because of a lot of the weapons you get that weren't just yeah. Are so you saying you the, don't you don't want Warzone Infinite? I mean, I don't. Like no, Warzone. I I think okay. If, in a perfect world, I think we would get every single mode ever available. Yeah, but. You know, I don't know. I want to be realistic. I, I do feel Warzone's going to make it because it was such a big mode. I don't need it to be personally, but I just think it was such a big mode and there was a huge community of people that liked it. <clears throat> Pardon me. So it's hard to say, but I think that would that would make it make sense. Okay, so I think, what you're, I I think you just answered my question. I think are you are, is what you're saying that the people that are upset with rec card system and microtransactions are people who love to play Warzone and are suffering yeah, because of Here's the money. thing. I mean, what it really comes down to is, you know, that was, I think when Halo 5 came out was when microtransactions were sort of starting to seep into people's collective consciousness of like, okay, this is maybe a bit of a problem and some games it works with, mm-hmm. or works well with, other games it doesn't. And I do agree with Brian. I think it worked fine in halo 5 i mean they were like i think they had a voice pack where you could get like buck and uh, exuberant witness and or exuberant witness i almost said medic and bias but uh exuberant witness and stuff and like i i think i paid for that and that was really cool to have but for the most part i just played it enough and unlocked it i didn't really mm-hmm. spend money but that being said when i see this sort of progression system they have going in master chief collection now for all the reach stuff i'm like man i would be completely fine if they just did that the only problem is is that they used that stuff in five as a way to give us all the maps free to not yeah. split the community. So, I mean, and let, I'm sure they can find another way, you know, I'm just entertaining the thought, but I'm sure they could find another way if they wanted to. But also, you know, I can't help but wonder if a lot of bad, overcomplicated and weird designs for the armors in five has to do with out the of just I, yeah. has to do with the rec systems. Yeah, I agree. Very good point. Um, you know, I was just gonna say as a side, if you guys ever somehow are playing Halo Five multiplayer in the same room as Josh, make sure you put on your booster pack at the beginning of the match because he will stare literal holes into your face if you start a match without using a booster pack. Every time I forget to put a booster pack on, and I have like four hundred, and he's like, "Use your booster pack." <laughs> you know what it is? Is I come across like a control freak with that, but what it is is I get this parental internalistic like need i want my friends to make sure like if you're gonna get bonus xp at the end of that match i want you to get it i want you to get it so you can get more unlocks yeah you know like i, I because i'm doing it i mean you know I'm i mean i get it i'm it. the guy who collected so. like 300 uh do xp caps for halo 4's um multiplayer and if i get on the xbox 360 edition of of halo 4 i have <laughs> i still have xp from the do caps left over for multiplayer and i <laughs> probably know, and i played over 100 200 matches of halo 4 multiplayer I gotta say, dude, I like. We'll talk about this another time when we talk real heavy about multiplayer. But, dude, I I am so jaded on multiplayer boosts 
in any game. Like, yeah, that's fair. Back in my day, you know, like I was, you had to earn that stuff through work, you know, and, and actually grinding through it. And now you can get these boosts and I, I don't like that as much. I, it's okay. Why it's not really simple, you know, just take yeah, it back I, to Halo two days. That's what I was going to say. That's, that's what's so interesting about this is it goes, seems like gameplay wise, it goes back to a simple way yet takes what takes some of the aspects that worked in five. So it's going to be interesting to see how this gets received in the community. I'd say within a month's time and how, what they take from it if they do at three, four, three at all, because I mean, it's just, it, it's interesting. It really is interesting. I think that's a hot topic. You know, I mean, I, they haven't even said anything about multiplayer as far as I know on record. I've just heard more so about slip space yeah. engine and campaign briefly, but yeah, to wrap this section up, um, yeah, I think it's cool that they're supporting this four years later, even if this is a hidden agenda by 343. And I'm smiling as I say this because I kind of hope this might be because uh, it makes me excited about Infinite just thinking about it. But yeah. uh, even if this is just that, it's still cool to see four years later. Halo 5 is getting attention. It really goes to show how well the multiplayer was received, I feel, you know, mm-hmm. really, yeah. really cool. So. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing, like you just said, since since Infinite, they haven't really touched on multiplayer with Infinite. It's mostly just been the engine and the campaign. Um, that that kind of let that kind of behind lends, a what's that double sided mirror and they're just watching us. Yeah, it kind of lends itself. It kind of lends itself though to them thinking that they're very feeling like they're very confident about multiplayer, which makes me think they would just stick with Halo 5's multiplayer going forward. But man, mm-hmm. this Mythic Arena, this is gonna be something that like we can be two years deep into Infinite, and if Infinite continued Halo 5's multiplayer, I'm gonna be like, hey Josh, remember Mythic Arena from Halo 5? I love that mode, man. I wish I could play that again. Like you're gonna hear me bring yeah. it up because I, I enjoyed it so much. But you okay if I last, uh, move it into reach, Josh? You got one last uh, last question actually because okay. it made me think of it. Hypothetically speaking, or no, not even hypothetically, they said back when Master Chief Collection came out and they had the launch it had initially, they said that every Halo game moving forward would have a beta. Yeah. So oh, oh, they already confirmed you, we'll have an infinite beta. They did. Okay, I was gonna. Like, that's I, all I, I was gonna ask you. Actually, I don't think they used the word beta, but they said that it would be flighted like Reach was before it came. Okay. Out. So uh, to me, that's the same thing. But you know, um, but you anyway. Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah I no, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really cool. I can't wait to play that. I, I, dude, I, I genuinely want to play a little bit after this. Yeah, let's. I would do like that. to get in at least two matches. Yep, I am one hundred percent down. Um, right. Campaign and Halo Reach. Seriously, like before, everybody try Halo Five Mythic. Or, like I really, this is less for the first time. This is less of me wanting you to comment on our Twitter to show that you watched the episode, and it's genuinely that I want to know people's impressions of halo 5 mythic arena like i want to know like i want want to hear people who love halo 5's multiplayer and love classic i want to hear what you guys think of it because i if i see an outpour of people going "Mm, this isn't now this isn't what i wanted then i'm gonna go okay then i obviously i'm I'm not the competitive guy here i don't know what's best for halo 5 uh, halo infinite's multiplayer so i need you guys to tell me um i know and i i hate to mention him again because i feel like this, this is like the third time and i have no desire to mention him to get some kind of call out or something, but like I literally just saw late night gaming put on his Twitter not that long ago that, or I was actually, I think in, in reference to uh, one of my posts, um, he just doesn't like Halo five multiplayer. Like he just thinks it's awful and he wants the classic. And I'm thinking, man, has he tried mythic arena? Like this is, this to me seems like the proper evolution. Um, if you want to stick to classic halo. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying, I think this is really, if it, if 
again, if they are paying attention in that sense, I really think this is the the last chance for people to really let their voices be heard about what direction they want them to go with multiplayer. I mean, it, I, I'm sure they're already working on it, but it, I'm, I'm also sure that they're going to pay attention to how well this gets received. And if it's if there's unanimous praise, I'm sure they could possibly adjust some things, you know. But uh, to reach then. <laughs> yeah, let's See, talk about reach, man. Josh and I, we can get on a topic, man. We can just go circles on it. I mean, that's what's great, Wait, though. That's what makes for a good podcast, in my opinion. And that's just so topical, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's crazy. But, yeah, let's talk about some reach, man. That game's out. We can play it in 4K, 60 frames per second. I'm dancing as I say that. <laughs> it's amazing. It's surreal. What a world we live in in 2019 when this game is, like, fresh and new. People are talking about it. This is the current most played Halo game right now. I think... Um, and I'm pretty sure I can't remember the exact numbers, but like on Xbox Live, it's doing very well in terms of the player base. Yeah, it's up. It's really high up on like Twitch and and uh, doing well on Steam and everything too. But as Josh brings you up, let me bring you back down because and it's not that I don't think it's that big of an issue. But let me speak to my personal um, experience with the Reach. I'm having this issue. Okay, I can play Halo Reach multiplayer um, just fine by myself. If I try to play with Josh. I get kicked from the match every time I play. If I try to play with my brother, I get kicked from the match every time I try to play. Um, if I play any other game on my Xbox multiplayer with someone else, no problems. So I don't know. Yeah, you said you played Halo 5 with your brother. In yeah, I played, I played Halo 5 with my brother last night, no problem, um, over Xbox Live. But I cannot get in a party with any of my friends and play Halo Reach multiplayer. Now... It could be a problem on my end. I'm not at all blaming 343. Maybe it is a game problem. I don't know. I've checked my NAT type. It's open. I've uh, redid a one of those like soft reboots to your, to your console where like it yeah. wiped everything, but it kept all my saves and games and all that. Oh man. Um, I've reset my router. I've power cycled. I've done everything I can, and exclusively Halo Reach will not let me play with friends on there. Now, Josh, have you played successfully played? A match of reach with a friend online because it could be it could be everyone. No, yeah, possible. Well, I'm sure we probably not have though. heard about it, yeah. but maybe it's some people. It could, so it's a little frustrating. Well be, I would like. I was going to ask you too, though, brother, but I can't. Is it? Have you tried playing like any of the other Halos in MCC? To be honest, I just realized no, I have not. So it could be an MCC thing. It could be. I have a feeling that it has something to do with me. It's just odd that like I can play Halo Five and other games no problem. So that makes it seem like it's an MCC issue, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I'd have to I'd have to hear maybe later, Josh. You can try to get in a friend match with somebody who's not me and see if it works for you. But uh, um, yeah, anyways. Uh, otherwise, it's been really great. Um, I'm still enjoying the heck out of Reach. The uh, I, when I play with my brother, uh, for you guys that don't know, um, my brother's name is Creighton. He uh, he designed the website for Sacred Icon Halo, and he, he did such a good job. He did a great job. Yay, Creighton! Uh, Golf clap. We're at SacredIconHalo.com. And uh, Creighton designed it, and uh, Creighton made a Twitter res- recently, since he's now a part of the uh, Sacred Icon Halo crew. He is at Crady Tady. <laughs> C-R-A-T-Y. Yeah, Crady Tady. He's a really cool. Um, he's a little quick backstory because I feel like these are these make for good segments of the podcast, anyways. But my little brother Creighton is he's so like when I was really really young really little and I had friends over you know when I was like 10 Creighton was like uh, 6 so 
my little brother was he wasn't cool enough to hang out with me and my friends. So every time I had friends over, uh-huh. I would I would not let him be with us. I wouldn't let him be in the room. Wouldn't let him play games with us. I you know he was he was lame to me because I was the big brother and he was the little brother. And um, as time went on, uh, Creighton and I got really really close and. Um, you know, we're, we're best friends on top of being brothers. And uh, now, you know, it's essential that Creighton's a part of the hangout if he's around. Like, and the thing that's cool about Creighton is Creighton's the type of guy that he's quiet, he's not very social, um, but the second people are around him, they want to be around him. Like, everyone enjoys being around Creighton. Like, when like Josh wants to be around Creighton, our mutual friend Justin wants to be around Creighton, Kyle wants to be around Creighton, like... Creighton's just a cool guy, and the thing is, he doesn't like do anything to earn it. He just naturally gets it, which kind of sucks. Like it kind of sucks. It's like people like hanging out with me, but it's like I feel like I try, and Creighton just does. Like Creighton just stays quiet, and he's just like he just like destroys us all. Here, here it is, as someone who's not related to him, and Justin, Justin like put this into perspective for me once. Creighton has this cool factor because he's quiet. But he's not shy. If you talk to him, he will talk to you. And he'll tell you what he but, thinks. He won't yes. like, keep it. And he's, but he's the nicest guy. Yeah. And he's very enthusiastic. You can tell when he's talking. And so since he's since he doesn't speak as much. It's kind of hidden. When he does speak, you really pay attention. Yeah, he's like you're, the master chief. Creighton is master chief. Yeah, he really he is. Just, he comes in, he's like, I need a <laughs> weapon. And it's like, okay, you know, you're the coolest character in the game. Um, oh man! But, uh, and, and when let me tell you, when when I make Creighton laugh, it is the most satisfying thing in the world. When I make anybody laugh, it is. But just making Creighton laugh, I remember there's this one one point during our land party when like you and Kyle were up on this ridge on Coag, and like I had the rockets in the middle of the map, and we're playing on him and I are playing on the same TV, and I remember I look at you guys, and I'm leading my rocket shot, and I looked at Creighton, I point at the screen, I go, watch this, and I fired it. <laughs> you guys both. Creighton just laughed. Oh, I felt so good about that because if I had botched it, oh, that would have been horrible. But uh, what I, I love to say, do is I, I always, I always like, I, I always purposely act like an idiot to make him laugh. And like, like last night we were playing Halo, and I did something really stupid. Like I'm coming for you. I just did something really stupid, and Creighton just like starts laughing. He's like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> There's just a point when you start to get like your brain logs off and you get real hyper. Yeah, I've seen it every time. It's it's so funny. It's either funny or it's super annoying. But anyways, you guys should follow play. Creighton because he's awesome. Yeah, he's I was gonna say that's at Crady Tady. That's C R A T Y T A T Y. Definitely, definitely follow him, guys, because uh, he, he's he's so interesting to us even doing this, and he's helped us out with this. We went to man, this is going to be man. We're getting we have a lot of good stuff just coming up naturally in this episode. I love mm-hmm. it. So me and I'll make this quick because I could make it long, but I'm gonna make it quick. Josh and I are also big fans of Gears of War, and uh, back when Gears of War three was coming out, it was Josh, me, Creighton, and our mutual friend Justin. We went to the midnight launch, and this guy had pulled up to the midnight launch. He backed his. Uh, pickup truck in and he put a giant tv with an xbox in the back of his pickup truck and he started doing gears of war tournaments right outside of gamestop as we were waiting for launch yeah. and uh gosh that was awesome yeah and as, as anyone knows who listens to this podcast so i suck at, at multiplayer competitive multiplayer whatever so we each took chances like turns um playing against each other and i got up and i you know i got the floor wiped with me i'm out whatever i think josh you did pretty good right but you didn't win i don't think you've lost I'm no sure. i killed a couple yeah. of them yeah josh did good but he you know he lost everyone was losing and then creighton came up out of nowhere like this guy that he hasn't talked he hasn't said anything creighton sits down and he mops the floor 
with everyone. He speaks with his actions. Kills everybody. He speaks with his he guns. Kills, he kills everybody. Somebody comes up, kills him. Next guy, kills him, kills him, kills him, kills him. Crane was sitting there. I mean, he must have went through half a dozen people before he finally got out. Um, and then he just gets up, hands the control over, and walks away. And he just it's kind of like a <laughs> kind of like a drop the mic moment. You know? That's how Creighton is. The truck That's just blew up behind him as he walked away. In our last Halo Land party, we did like eight v one in Halo Two, and it was Creighton. Was, was I there for that? I, uh, there. I think you were. No, was it Kyle's? Maybe you were. Say, I, I don't know. No, no, no. That was at the one you posted on Twitter okay. because I, I remember hearing that story. I wasn't there for that because, uh, I mean, Creighton I could be wrong, but I feel like closer. Creighton and I are pretty equal in terms of our skills. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a little better. Sometimes he's a little better. Yeah, just you probably weren't the there day. because it wouldn't make but, sense if you did that poorly. Yeah, usually Creighton and I play on the same team, which but, is uh, cool too. I know, yeah. I know, I'm gonna, gonna win most of the time. But we did like eight v one, and Creighton won, and it wasn't even close. It was a Creighton mopped the floor with the whole team of eight. So. Um, but now we're hyping him up. So now if somebody like one of you guys ends up playing with him, you're going to expect him to be God tier. So hopefully Creighton can hold out. Because he's God tier in general. That's a person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Creighton's great. But anyways, uh, for some Halo Reach, we'll go right into the campaign here. You're probably thinking, man, 47 minutes, guys. Like, come on. I thought we were going to be talking about Reach already. But hey, we're bringing you content. That's what we got. Whatever flows off the they tongue naturally us. is. <laughs> they like us. They, 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 they like us. They love us. It's all good. Um, but so yeah, let's talk some Reach is it, campaign. Is it Nightfall? Is, is that crazy. the level? Yep, it's nightfall. Okay, so we're on uh, the third campaign mission, which uh, Josh and I nitpick wise, we, we we hate that it's actually the fourth mission because, of course, the first mission arrival that's just a cutscene has to be qualified as a ma- as an actual campaign level. What is it with Halo Brian and swing campaign? back and forth as he says this? I did. I flipped my hair back and forth. Um, <laughs> actually, put um, beanie on. He's lying. No, you're true. That's he didn't do his lies. <laughs> actually, I'm not wearing any clothes right now. No, I'm just kidding. Josh wouldn't. My God. Uh, um, so yeah, it's called Nightfall, and it's you and June on a very nostalgic um, truth and reconciliation throwback from Combat Evolved type of campaign level. It's a dark setting, and uh, you start out with a sniper rifle, much in the same way. Um, uh, very, very, very uh, good level to have you play with June. Like I feel like they they pick the perfect type of because if you notice like the campaign kind of takes you through okay this is the level where you're gonna play with this character this is the level where you're gonna play with this character and this is this ensemble of characters and so for june's level it's a good pick and uh, you start out and um it's kind of like truth and reconciliation where you can start off like taking it quietly and and not alerting anyone and i think you first come up Duck. you first come up on an elite that june's like he says something like go ahead and take him out or whatever and you can run up behind him and do the assassination move which if you remember this is the first halo to ever have assassinations in it so at the time this was really freaking cool because the assassination animations are fantastic um so you can take him out or, or you can just go in guns blazing um and you kind of move through you kind of move I through. ask you real quick yeah go ahead, you, go, ahead go through it uh was this was it ever established that this was a homage to that mission in Halo One, or is it just you know it's it's heavily implied? I mean, I'm not sure because it, it does feel said. that way. I'm not sure if it was ever said, but it's so blatantly obvious to me. I mean, it's got to okay. be right. Um, okay, continue. So you kind of move through this level, um, either sniping, sniping guys trying to be quiet or going guns blazing. I know you get to this big area that's like uh, it's kind of got two like half circle buildings and then like a middle area. And some uh, ships drop down, some more guys. Kind of just moving through. I mean, the level, as far as, like, describing the level, this is more of a simplistic level to describe. I'm um, kind of moving through the level with June. Um, you end up... You know what I noticed, I was going to say, is that my sniper rifle had, like, a butt ton of ammo. 
Like I don't same same thing for truth and reconciliation, right? Like I think they just wanted it? you to okay, have I can't that remember. for the whole yeah, map. That whole, makes sense. Whole campaign, our whole level, yeah. I just noticed that I remember sitting up on that ridge, just like sniping so many of them yeah. at the beginning, and like I was having so much fun. But I, then I looked at my sniper rifle, and I had like forty, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, forty. Yeah. What, what do you think of the Halo Reach sniper? Oh, it's fine. I like I it. Think a lot. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it works. So uh, the one thing, like, and I'm just kind of going through. You know, there's two different ways we could approach these level, like kind of taking you guys to the levels. Like we could be really, really kind of slow and plotting with it and kind of, you know, talk talk to you about every slight movement we make. But we really just kind of want to skim through the level and talk about the things that interest us and bring bring you guys good conversation. So the thing that's coming to my mind immediately, which I thought was really cool, is you get to that section where I can't remember if it's – I think June says something to Cat over comms like, what is that? And those big – those beasts come out. Those like oh, native, yes. those native beasts to reach. And when I first saw that, when I played Reach back in 2010, I was really stoked because if you guys remember when Halo Combat Evolved was first shown off, like there was initially going to be like typical wildlife on, or I shouldn't say typical, actually the exact opposite. There's just, there, there was going to be wildlife on the Halo ring that was like specific to the Halo ring. Like it didn't look, it wasn't like lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, it was... Uh, <gasps> It was just different, different uh, wildlife. So, for me, it was really cool that like in this final game from Bungie, they were going to try to bring back that idea and put some some wildlife on Reach. Now, I will say, other than like the emu emu things, yeah, I don't know what they're called, but there's not there's not a lot of wildlife in Reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Those bird things yeah. that run. No, no, no. Uh, but looks like the, an ostrich to me. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the only moment in the game where they really show uh, make a make a big deal out of there being wildlife there but they're these big weird looking enemies and uh they they're the covenant are fighting them when you turn the corner and you can let them wipe out the covenant or you can go up there and attack them and uh, so it's just kind of cool to have that kind of put something in there that they uh, originally wanted to do in the in the first halo and it's kind of like if you think about an odst they put the uh, in halo 3 odst they put the engineers in that game and the engineers were also an idea they had from Halo One, so they're kind of they're kind of at the end here, tail end of their time with Halo, they're kind of bringing back old ideas and doing things they didn't get the chance to do, which um, is pretty cool to think about. It, is. it really is a full circle kind of feeling. Yeah, it really is. It, it was the Did perfect way. Did you try? Okay, I I can't remember how I've ever approached the, that scenario before, but I died about ten times trying to kill those bastards this time uh, when I played. Really. Yeah. Oh, I was on I heroic. So much. As soon as they kept, I was sniping at them, and I was using my pistol. And like, as soon as they saw me and felt those shots, they would turn and come right for me. And like at one point, I remember they like slammed me, and it just sent me flying back into a wall. And I kept backing up, not knowing I was backed into a corner. And <laughs> they just swatted me. I was, I was so scared. <laughs> Are you sure you're on heroic? I feel like I just came in, killed, shot them both, and moved on. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm on totally on heroic. And matter of fact, too, that's this is one thing I, I just got to say. The it kind of bugs me about the MCC is that when I had left off last playing the second mission, it had gotten into the cutscene for the third mission. I paused it, saved, and quit. Then when I resumed from that part, and rewatch it. No, it didn't make me watch it. And, and, and what I want to say to clarify, when I saved and quit, it was in the beginning seconds of that third mission cutscene yeah. of the nightfall cutscene. So when I went into it a couple of days later to play it, it just completely bypassed the cutscene. I had to literally quit, 
go out, no. select a level specifically, and start it. And I don't know why it does that. Hmm. The save, I, the save it, action is so weird in that game. It, was it not like that in the original? I, it could have been. I have no idea. It could have been. I don't know. But yeah, I just I died a ton, dude. I was like, oh my god! Every time I saw them charging for me, and I I didn't have sprint. I can't remember what I had. I think I had that. Uh, what's the bubble shield type one? What's uh, drop shield. Drop shield. Yeah, I think I had that, which was just useless. So yeah, because they just run it up to you. So yeah. Uh, so Josh, do you think uh, you know now that we're on this topic of wildlife? Like, obviously, it kind of seems like Halo Infinite's bringing this back in a very real, big way because they've advertised the wildlife. Of- okay. Well, I've seen rumors, and again, rumors can just be that false heresy. But I remember hey, hearing that it, there was going to be like kind of open zones or an open worldy type aspect yeah, in some that. way to an extent i mean if so that could be potentially cool but weird man when they first showed off the sloop space engine they showed a bunch of wildlife so i think it's pretty obvious we're gonna have a lot of wildlife in halo infinite um, yeah and we're all assuming that this game saying. takes place the whole game takes place on this zeta halo because i feel like that's obvious but i mean we could be wrong uh, we could go other places. Yeah, what if too. it gets to the end of it and like you think it's over because like something, whatever you're doing on the ring is it's clearly done. But then they're like, boom, you get like three or four more levels, and they're like somewhere else. That could be so cool. What if, what if what if like Halo Infinite starts and you think you're gonna land on Zeta Halo? Like pilots like we lost, and then the Master's like get ready, and then he closes the Pelican back up. And they fly back to Genesis, and then and then Master Chief just says negative infinity. I don't like it, and then dubstep oh, the play. It's like boom. Boom, 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 and you never go to say the Halo at all. Like all this talk, the ridiculous. Primal. Yeah, it'd be never cool. let Brian anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to back to the campaign. Let's uh, talk more yeah, about it. So, there are some things that you want to talk. So about. then you move on to this area in the campaign of Halo Reach Nightfall, where it's 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 a firefight level. I don't know if you realize that, but it's it's like a it's like a bunker up on a hill, and there's some like Marines fighting and. One of the Marines is Jay Easterling, if you didn't know. Actually, that, no, I'm wrong. That's in a later level of Halo Reach. I'm crazy, but I forgot that a lot of these a lot of these um, Marines are basically named after developers. Um, Which is so cool. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter, and I, was, I didn't know well, that. The only reason I mentioned that is because somebody posted, uh, tagged Jeff Easterling on Jeff, that. Yeah, and I, I was like, that. oh, yeah, I guess I forgot about that. But, yeah, there's a bunch of Marines that got names of developers and stuff there, and uh, this is a firefight map that's in the campaign and there's like some drop ships drop off there and there's these uh once you clear the area and you save the marines june starts talking to the marines and i can't remember you know how it how it goes but basically um the marine well those aren't marines they're civilians i've been saying this wrong the whole time um they're civilians and these civilians have unsc weapons and it's like they came it's like they're there because they've been stealing unsc weapons and um, June's like, what are you? Or they say to June, like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna arrest us? And June's like, no, gonna steal them back. And you take their weapons that they have stolen. It's like what sniper, a DMR, rocket launcher, uh, which kind of a cool moment. Good, good moment yeah. for June. Yeah, when when that happened, I I was like, whoa, this is why people like him. Now to go back when I was seeing the opening cutscene and he's talking and everything, he's very quiet. And when he's again, it's like a Creighton thing. He's like Creighton, basically. He's you don't see. We just him call much. Creighton Master Chief. You can't call him June now. That's a downgrade. He's he's everyone. He's all of. <laughs> There's them. a Creighton in all of us. <laughs> they use his DNA for the Spartan program. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you know, it's when those characters who you don't see as much, you get more curious about. Kind of like Boba Fett in Star Wars. So like this one, in case in point, June like. I think he was just, he's so likable right away. 
just he looks cool. You're doing this sort of like espionage almost mission, you know, this really stealthy mission. And then like you get to that point and he, oh, he's so badass, dude. What little he speaks just happens to be badass. It's like, God, yeah. man, it's so cool. Yeah. So cool. I loved that part. Uh, yeah, very cool. I, I like June. I like his, his tattoo. He's got on his like arrows, I think, or something on his mm-hmm. head. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a silent character. The thing is, he kind of gets the let the least fleshed out, but he's the one character that gets to live. So that, he kind of rolls the dice there and wins. Um, yeah, but uh, natural twenty. Yeah, so you kind of you move on from you end up fighting some dropships there. You move on from that area, and eventually you come to another multiplayer map, which is the powerhouse map. I've talked to you in a couple previous episodes, and mm-hmm. right outside that's like a little station with some like little alien covenant station with some turrets and they end up dropping some hunters off there there's a forklift you can drive have you drove the forklift at all josh no but i see people talk about people were so hyped to drive the forklift again on reddit especially i, I remember mean, seeing that I is that a thing brian i mean i get in it and i drive an enemy battle and then they kill me and i just respawn so you know okay <laughs> i mean it's just it's just kind of funny that they put that in the game i mean they yeah they put civilian vehicles in their final halo game and really really none of them are that useful but it's fun to drive many ways um, yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, you you, you kind of fight around this powerhouse area for a while, and I technically like I knew this, so I won't say I was wrong. But I'll, I'll just to be fair, that whole powerhouse map map that's there, there is covenant enemies scattered throughout it. So in a sense, it has some purpose. Like before, I said you just pass it by, but every time I've ever played Halo Reach, I just stay outside the powerhouse map area. Like I stay next to that like covenant turret thing. And they end up, all the enemies end up walking to me, and I end up killing them all there. So there's really no reason you have to go back into the map, but it, you can. Is is this the part where, like, they have the big, like, spherical thing or something? Yeah. Like a weird... Yeah, okay. Because at that point, dude, I thought I had killed everybody, and the remaining people and June are, like, all by that thing. Yeah, so they're I all go back run in down the map, there. aren't they? Yeah, I go, run, I go run down there, and I'm like, okay... What's next? And then there's no dialogue. There's no nothing. And I'm just sitting there awkwardly. And they're back in the map. All right. And then I go run for like two minutes and look around. I'm like, okay, there's got to be an enemy that's just glitched or something. And I find a grunt standing in this sort of like, I don't know, in this beam. And he's just like not shooting at me. I don't know. I think he's just like daydreaming. And I killed him. And then bam, checkpoint done. (laughs) I was like, oh, really? (laughs) That grunt. I hate that. That grunt held up the entire campaign. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he, I, I guess the whole I'm not really a huge fan of Reach the, got glassed. Yeah, that one grunt just playing hide and seek. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the firefight maps and the multiplayer maps being featured in the in the campaign, but it works. It works well enough. Um, so you go on, you pass through that door. That door opens up once you clear that area, and you go on. And uh, kind of another, I mean, all the areas look. And this isn't a slight against the game, or the level at all. I mean, I love the level. But all of the uh, areas kind of look similar. So the next next area's kind of got like a, a big hill and and a bunch of enemies, a couple shade turrets, and there's another shade turret below the hill. And um, you take everyone out there, and that leads through a valley that's got like some some more of the emu type creatures, ostriches or whatever. And then you end up coming up to this ridge, this ridge side, and you overlook what I believe is it. What are you overlooking at the end of the mission? Is that like a bunch of Covenant ships? I remember like you crawl up on the edge and like, you're talking to Cat. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool ending. Yeah. I mean, you don't really think the level's coming to an end when you get there. It doesn't feel very, like in my opinion, it doesn't feel like conclusive. It just kind of ends. That's also not a slight against it. It's just, I'm just making an observation. Um, 
So the level ends there, and um, Kat says something about, I don't know what she says, but you have to go all in, pretty much. Like, that's why the next cutscene into the next episode opens up with the, you know, the hundred warthogs and the, all that charging in because because of what they discovered there on their little espionage mission, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the level, really. I mean, it's kind of a throwback to uh, Truth and Reconciliation from Halo CE, but it's much more simplistic. I mean, all the, like I said, you know, the areas are all kind of similar. You just kind of go through, and it's a, it's a very solid, good level. I like it. Um, did Josh have any other thoughts on the level? I mean, I kind of took it Yeah, through. I want to say that thus far, this has been my favorite level playing through this again and could go down as that. Now, granted... I feel like every mission in this campaign tends to outdo the previous one. But this was just so much fun. I loved going through it and sniping, and I had June with me. I have soldiers with me. It felt like classic Halo. It felt like that first half of the combat evolved. It really did. Now, when I say that, when I say that stuff, I am very much of the belief that I like, you know, I don't want, you know, I'm not a big fan of soft reboots or reboots or remakes. You know, I, I enjoy them. I go in with an open mind, but I'd rather everyone just try to move forward and let it be its own thing. Let it stand on its own two feet yet, you know, just like with star Wars and force awakens and last Jedi and stuff, but you know, I see that stuff and I'm like, man, even though it's, it's, you know, it's got some things that are tying to like, there's some retreads in certain aspects. Like I love it. And in case in point with this, I loved it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was super fun sniping, uh, just taking out the enemies with these soldiers running or these people running around. Like, I don't know. It was just so much fun. And uh, I was going to ask you, did you do you ever try to keep them alive? I mean, I usually do in the OG yeah. Halo, but I try to this keep one I was like trying a little bit, but I was also like more focused on June because he's just so cool. I always try to keep him alive unless it's legendary. If it's legendary, I don't even attempt it. Like I just, I'm like die. I, I don't even care. Just survive. Legendary <laughs> is trying to live. Like when I play Halo Legendary, basically I commit one one gameplay session to one level. So I'll play Halo for three or four hours and complete one level and then I'm done for the day and then the next day I'll do another one. So it's just, it's, I don't even try to keep them alive, but I would agree with you, Josh. I think this is the best level so far in the campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. It did harken back to, you know, old style, old, old Halo with, you know, Marines and Sniper and kind of Treason Reconciliation level. So uh, what would you give this level out of 10, Josh? I think we get, I think I gave the last level a seven out of 10. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a seven out of 10 too, but I think it's better. I just think it's marginally better. I think there's better levels yeah. to come. So I think I said for the first mission it was a four out of ten. Now, granted, to preface, Brian can tell you that Josh hates Halo Reach. He, he can no, no, no. I'm he kidding. can, he can vouch when it comes to how critical I can be with films. Now, I like films. I enjoy them. I'm nowhere verbally as critical as I am, like on paper. But uh, I gave the first level a four out of ten. Now I love it. I enjoy it. But I gave it a four out of ten. Second one, I gave a six out of ten. This one, uh, I'm leaning toward a seven or an eight. But I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say eight. Okay. I'm feeling Very eight. Very solid. Very solid. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited to play. The, I'm excited for the next level. I mean, this is a pretty bombastic level coming up next. So. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, any final thoughts, Josh, on the uh, fun dissecting these though, campaign I was, before we move into. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's fun just sort of like playing them level by level instead of just kind of like marathoning through it. Like that's fun in of itself because you're invested, but like I'm really getting to be a lot more analytical and pay more attention and just appreciate it. So, yeah. uh, like, especially with 4K, 60 frames per second, I'm really able to take in the details and notice them and stuff like that. Only frustrating part was fighting those two big monsters because I died so much <laughs> and I was so scared. But I think we you know, t- it was fun. I think we take for granted just how solid, like, 
this game is. Like Halo Reach, I know like some some I know it's not a spin-off, but in a sense some may see it as a spin-off. But Halo Reach is a very, very solid game. You know, very solid um, story and characters and and level design. A lot a lot to offer in this game and you know, because of it we got Star Wars Rogue One. So um, <laughs> I like to, me and yeah. Josh like to think. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, I remember thinking that immediately. I was like, after seeing Rogue One, I was like, man, that almost felt like Halo Reach, yeah. but like Rogue, like, but Star Wars. But yeah, I did want to say, like, someone on our Discord pointed out, uh, it's, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, about.ml. Uh, dude, if you're listening, man, what's up? Uh, yeah, he had a really good point about how just in this game, it just really, you know, what's kind of special about it more or less is that, you know, it's it's really you and... Your, this whole story is you like all, all the halo the halo trilogy that comes after is is because of what we do in this game yeah events. they give like, like they basically said okay when you've played the story of master chief now now let's give you your own little story to set it up that's so cool i love the way he put that too he had some really good stuff to say yes such good feedback on the episode just everything so if you guys haven't uh, checked out our discord yet definitely do that you can find that at sacred icon halo on twitter um, there's some information on that there so but yeah final thoughts for you brian i mean you, yeah. you're pretty satisfied with that level um, yeah, I'm obsessed with the level. I mean, I think regardless of what scores we've given each level, I mean, so far there hasn't been a bad level. Like, think about this. No. Halo 2 is my favorite game of all time. We haven't had a um, the first Arbiter level from Halo yeah. 2. We haven't had a level like that. Everything's really solid in Reach. Um, so, and that's not a slight against Halo 2, or because I, I still love that level from Halo 2 because it's Halo 2, but I know that it's not as quality as this one is, or these ones are. You know, i got to say, just off the top of my head, Quarantine Zone. Oof, that is a rough one for yeah. me to get through. There's some levels there that it's just it's just the story and the characters that make it enjoyable. The level itself is yeah. not much fun. Um, so yeah, Reach is a very solid game. And you think about it like, in some ways, and this is just, this isn't really objective or subjective. It's just me making a statement. In some ways, Reach is kind of the ultimate Halo experience because it's it's a very solid campaign where every level is good, and you fight all of the best enemies that Halo has to offer. And none of the bad is there. Really, really, none of the bad things about Halo. It's unique in the sense of that's uh, level where you fly. <laughs> you know, like that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's so. a really solid game. So we're having a great time, and we're excited to get into the next episode, uh, get into the next level with you guys. So Josh, am I good Absolutely. to take us to uh, questions and answers? Yes. I love this, love this I part love of the this, show. Yeah, I love this part, man. I'm so glad we started this. I love it. It's amazing. Wow, I totally wow, vibed was, off you right there. Crazy. That was beautiful. Um, wow. So I, I got I got tinkles. Oh, uh, so the first <laughs> uh, first one question I asked here was we asked on our Twitter. Um, I, I I feel like if you guys are listening to this podcast, you probably have been on Twitter already. But if you listen to the podcast and you haven't been on Twitter, seriously recommend um, coming on to our uh, Twitter because we we like to ask some some questions uh, daily, uh, usually two or three a day, and get a lot of feedback and we look at these questions and, and find some good answers so we can feature you guys on the episode so the question i asked was one of many things that has always helped halo thrive and stay relevant is its unique and endearing art style over the years it has changed several times if you were the one to make the decision which already established art style would you have all future halo games use josh did you answer this question on twitter or anything or i, I don't remember but you can just answer it now I can't. I don't think I did. Okay. I, I, in matter of fact, I, 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 even though I'm, I'm in there checking the answers and stuff like that, and reading all of it, and responding and stuff like, 
I don't. I try to not to answer just because I like to talk about it on the show. Yeah. So what what do you think? What would you choose? Like what of the already established art styles? If you had to have every Halo going forward be the same art style, which would you choose? Man, uh, and I chose Halo Two Anniversary. Just to let you guys know. That's that's what I'm thinking. It's just okay, Chief specifically, man. I I don't think it would look as well. I love his infinite gear. I gotta say that looks to be like it could potentially be my favorite, but Combat Evolved Chief is my favorite look. It looks amazing, Chief. Yeah. So, so, but classic. yes, I would agree with you, Brian. Yeah, Halo Two Anniversary, Halo 2 anniversary. has this really, and I, I think it's one of those deals where like my thoughts that I'm about to give you, I think I might have somewhat stole those from someone else's thoughts we're about to bring up here um, because they said it so well. But Halo Two Anniversary, it gives like it has the best like natural look and aesthetic of halo mixed with the quality and detail that 343 is known to bring into the graphics of of halo so halo 2 anniversary i would definitely pick that going forward um, but our first response is from dominic clark at freelancer underscore 960 he says i want the games usually let's see here it's one of these deals where sometimes people type something that doesn't quite work out uh, I want the games usually DNA to the DNA of the games to usually evolve with the games. It gives each game identity and it well illustrates the passage of time. If I had to lock it down to one style, I'd want it to be an amalgam of all the games to this point. It should be a celebration of all that's come before. So I picked this because I thought it was a really good, uh, really good thought. Uh, he, he thinks that it needs to change continually. That's part of what makes Halo Halo. I think he's right. I think that's true. And uh, then he says if he had to lock it down, he'd do an amalgamation of all of the art styles, which I think Halo 2 Anniversary, that's actually what that is. I'm pretty sure Halo 2 Anniversary, they took art styles from all different Halo games and put them together. So um, what do you think, Josh? What do you think about that? Huh, I think he makes a good point. Uh, well, Do you agree that it's like, part of Halo's DNA to continually change the art style? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone... It, the, the term iconic chief, you know, or our look for him is just, it's a thing for a reason, you know, and Cortana, she looks different in every game. There's always a different look and style kind of going on. And I think, I don't know if they intentionally meant for it to be that way all the way back, you know, in Halo 1 and 2 days as they were, you know, moving into development and stuff. But like, it's just, it is what it is. And I really like that. And, you know, I got to say, when it comes to this kind of culture we're in of like, like I said before, soft reboots and, and remakes and all that, like, I think nostalgia is such a it's such a big thing it's such a sentimental word and when you when you play upon nostalgia like we we all want things to remind us of our childhood yet at the same time a lot of times we get that stuff and we're like oh this isn't original enough you know i think we're all we've all been guilty of that at points yet at the same time like some of us more than others some of us less than others want the original stuff I'm and I want the original stuff. I like the nostalgia stuff too, but um, I'm I'm kind of with them on that. Like I really want it just to be its own thing. I want I want it to be its own thing. But also, yeah, if they find I, a way I, to somehow just take it all together, like he said too, and sort of be a you know amalgam whatever that word was, <laughs> big word. Yeah, <laughs> my brain's small. But if it could be that, I mean that'd be cool. But I yeah, I definitely want it to be sort of like he said and stand on its own two feet. Yeah, I think very well said. I think we agree with you, Dominic. Um, next comment is from Chili MIV. He is at Chili underscore MIV. He says, probably Halo Wars 2. It took the old art style and merged it with what worked from the new. I also really like the new takes on the classic Covenant vehicles with the banished red and sharp edges. Now, Josh, I really think you need to get on playing them Halo Wars games because I think he is... 
I mean, more specifically, Halo Wars 2 here now. The art, I think he's onto something. The art style for Halo Wars 2 was just phenomenal. And as we've talked about it before, that's the inspiration that that Sparth took forward, the art director for um, Halo Infinite. For Infinite? Yeah, because it, oh, it, Halo Wars 2 took this like bungee feel and then took what 343's added and mixed them together to make this really beautiful art style. So I don't know how much you can remember of what you've seen in Halo Wars 2's, Josh, but what do you think of that? No, I've tried to actually stay away from it since I haven't played yeah. it because I wanted to go you in as fresh one as possible. Yet either, really. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I've seen the cutscenes. I've seen a bit of gameplay, yeah. but two, I don't, I, I've seen like next to nothing. Yeah. Uh, but for good reason. So that sounds good. That sounds good though. I, I, I mean, I hear so many positive things about Halo Wars 2. Yeah. I know a lot of people loved it. So yeah, it's, it's, I can buy that. It's good. It's in the direct. I'll take his word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next comment is from Seanster. He is at Seanster54757. He says, Combat Evolved. You'll like this guy, Josh. Oh, yeah. Combat Evolved. Its designs derive from a lot of media from the 80s and 90s, and it just looks so cool. If not Combat Evolved, I'd do either Reach or Halo Wars 2. And I responded to him with a, a gif of uh, the Exedomorph from Alien raising his teeth. Yes, I remember that specific comment thread. I think. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of Alien and Aliens, and that's one of the reason that's one of the reason why I love Halo because it's definitely it's, it's factually inspired by Aliens, the original Halo. So yeah, uh, no, I definitely feel that way too with the first game. I, I feel like it, like if I if I had to compare it to a movie franchise or just a movie, it gives me Alien vibes. Yeah. I love for it. Sure. Man. I love it. More so the first one. Not a, a little bit of the second one. Mostly just the first one for me but, too. Yeah. But I well actually I don't know. I could see how it would be both of them because you have the first film which is horror, which the second half of the game kind of plays out a bit like. Then you have the first half of the game which plays out like the second movie where it's more action focused, you know. So I mean, that, that's fair to say, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so I mean, yeah, actually the only I, thing I, is is like the the whole the whole militaristic like marine thing wasn't in alien one it was only in aliens so right yeah. it's kind of that's the only thing that but i get what you're saying so yeah yeah we totally agree um yeah. next comment is from te flaming ninja at te flaming ninja. Te flaming ninja at chief master but chief is spelled it's at ch33f underscore mm-hmm. master uh he's, is it weird that that makes me hungry for cheese uh, dude, I could go for cheese right now. I think my I think my yeah. wife's gonna make me some cheese pasta stuff. So, heck yeah. Oh man, that sounds amazing. Um, what's the what do you say? Uh, he says Halo 3's art style is Halo to me. It's exactly what I see when I think Halo. And I picked his comment because I'm like, you know what? Like, Halo 3, Halo 3 is not my personal favorite, but I think Halo 3's art style is amazing. And it's beautiful, and in some ways, you know, I kind of agree with him. I'm like, Halo 3 just very much says this is Halo. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I think when I, Halo Three is uh, the Halo Reach of that trilogy for me. Like I look at Halo Three as like a good blend of like Halo One and Two, what worked, and just in terms of looks, gameplay, fundamentals, everything. Yeah, you know, even the soundtrack. I mean, it borrowed. I think Marty for that one specifically. Like he had a couple new themes, but a lot of it was sort of like reworked, remixed versions and stuff like that of the previous two games. With it, it was still having its own vibe to it, you know, for sure, its own identity, but. Um. Yeah, I love Halo Three. I know, and it is a fair assessment. I see it get you know people complain that it looks cartoony. I think that's fair. I think it looks cartoony, but I, I don't agree. see it as a complaint. I look at Halo Two Anniversary, and I think it is super colorful, 
And I could see that even, uh, it's probably a hot take, but I could see that being considered more cartoony in terms of the gameplay, not the blur cut scenes, but I could see that in some ways because some levels are incredibly colorful, like especially when you get on the Delta Halo levels. When you said that, I mean, at first I thought, you know, you're crazy, Josh, nothing about Halo 2 anniversary looks cartoony. But then I step back and I think about it and Halo 2 always looked like the most realistic Halo because of the design of the original graphics and them trying to push the hardware so once you take Halo 2 Anniversary and you make everything Halo 2 more colorful, I, I get what you're saying. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, Halo 3 is a great choice. Yeah, Halo 3 is a great I'm choice. Halo 3. Um, phenomenal game. Um, last comment for this question is from Onyx. He is at Onyx underscore 012. Definitely has to be Halo 2 Anniversary's approach. It applies the detail 343 uses in newer titles into the iconic design of the classic Bungie Halo titles. This is the guy I said I was borrowing his thoughts from because when he said that, I'm like, yep, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel. Um, it's got 343's detail, but with Bungie's feel. So I love yeah. it. No, it's well said. I, I think that's very well said. Like, And it goes without saying, they you could tell they put a lot of care and thought and, and effort into that, and which is all the more reason why it was such a bummer, you know, when it when it launched the way it did, because there's so much to love about it, and also the time they took to even give it its own multiplayer that was kind of a its own version of Halo 2 with a, a bit of a spin on it, and it's like, there's just so much to love about it. I mean, like, I do not hear Halo 1 or Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary's graphics or, or look anywhere held in the same light, like, no. light as I do. Yeah. Anniversaries, and that's not slight on *Combat Evolves*. I, I know it has its fans, but it's just, dude, *Halo 2* anniversary knocked it out of the park. Yep, I mean, never, it, I've never heard one person say, "Oh, I hate how mo- this looks." I've actually heard quite a few people say that *Halo 2* anniversary looks better than the original. Like it, it not just obviously graphically looks better, but people I are saying it's fair. It's improved the game. It's made the game a better product. Mm-hmm. Especially on the Arbiter levels, that's where I was like, okay, I can kind of get through these now. Yeah. Because originally, it was just so bland. I, I, you've heard me complain about that before, and you actually were the one to point it out to me. You're like, Josh, a lot of the, a lot of the Halo levels kind of had that like Forerunner aesthetic, where it's just plain, in some ways with certain things. And even though this was not Forerunner for the Arbiter ones, it's like it does have that like it's there's so much brown, you know. Yeah. It's just like, gosh, it is just not fun to f- play in. But when you play it through the anniversary, it's a lot more tolerable. Yeah. No, totally, man. Um. Next question. A great answer, though. Yeah, great, great answer. answer. Yeah, uh, that's because, like I said, I brought my thoughts from it. So, uh, next question is: I said, if you were gaming in the mid to late two thousands, we're sure you'll remember the term Halo Killer. Amidst Halo's massive success, all of the other competitors wanted a piece of the pie. Despite none of them succeeding, many kept trying. What did Halo have that these other games didn't? And I posted a picture of Halo 3 from 2007 and the video game Haze for PlayStation 3 from 2008 mm-hmm. because Haze was marketed as this Halo killer for the PS3. So uh, before I get into that, Josh, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I will say with Haze, uh, I didn't have a PS3 for those listening. I have a PS4, but I missed out on the PS3 era. And uh, I, I I know there's fans of Haze out there. It's definitely got its, its fans for sure. Like it, I think it's one of those games. I think it kind of bombed, right? Like yeah. it just didn't. And, and I think yeah, on the topic of what like you're saying, like, Josh, we want to clarify. We're not calling. We don't think there's anything wrong with liking Haze or calling people out for not liking it. We're just yeah, no, no, no. Using it as an like, example. I, I, yeah, it, with that kind of being dubbed as like a Halo killer, more or less. Like, yeah. and it didn't do too well. But uh, you know, I know it has its fans out there, so I'm sure it's good. I'm just saying, I've never played it. I can't really judge it myself. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was. It was a case of of that, and I, I said this I think on throughout that thread, but 
you know, it was just a problem back then is I think when you, when a game gets labeled as some kind of killer or a comparison to this other game, like if you like this, you'll enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really hurts it because yeah. people are going to see that and think, well, if they, if, for people who might not know who, what Halo is, they're going to be like, well, what's Halo? I'm going to go check this out. And if this is supposed to be a Halo killer. Yeah. So it actually does more marketing for the other game it's being compared to, I think. And, and granted, you know, I do think that comes down to the marketing department, uh, you know, PR. I think it comes down to, you know, uh, websites, magazines and stuff like that. It, you don't really hear the people internally try to do that unless that's sort of a, I mean, Anthem fell prey to that, unfortunately. Yep, they, Destiny. They, I, I remember hearing they couldn't, they actually couldn't use, I think it was Destiny. They, they really couldn't, like, speak about that in the, the office. But that was obviously what they were trying to go for as a Destiny type games as a service. But bringing it back, um, yeah, I... I, I it's unfortunate because I think there's a lot of good games out there that probably would have been otherwise well received had to knock out those comparisons. Off the top of my head, Brute Force, baby. Brute <laughs> that was Force. the first thing that came to mind. I don't. I think it was kind of dubbed as a Halo killer, and maybe that's why I got confused yeah. about it. Still to this Definitely day, I not, don't, <laughs> don't know. I don't know, Brian. I mean, if I had to rank Brute Force, I mean, it, it's going to be up there. No, I'm just kidding. It's out of nostalgia. Brian is just looking at me with deadpan eyes, like he's so disinterested. Like we've spent, we've spent no approximately scenario, no reality in which I'm being serious about that. I'm <laughs> that just, game was my thoughts are we've I'm spent approximately like five to six minutes talking about brute force, and that that's about five to six minutes longer than I thought we'd ever talk about brute force on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I you totally guys like brute force and you have a soft spot for that, hit me up at Joel Joshi. Let's talk about it because I, I enjoyed that game, even though it's not great. <laughs> Our first yeah. comment, Josh, on that question is from Edward Torres. I love, I love how you I love how you say that. Let's get moving, Josh. Let's talk about these answers. Our first comment is from Edward. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from, yeah, let's get to him. I, I love uh, these. I love these. So much. Edward Torres. He is at okay. Murder Storm One One Seven. That's the chief right there. The Murder Storm. Damn. Um, I think the fact that at the time Bungie was a smaller, closely knit developer, every aspect of those games feels like a piece of the puzzle that fits perfectly to complete the picture. Now, game studios outsource certain aspects, and the final product can feel disjointed. I thought that was very well put, and I think he's he's correct. Like it does feel like you know everyone in the studio is putting their piece of the puzzle together, and then they all came together and fit really well. And nowadays, like game development takes so long, and there's cost so much money, and there's you know it takes so much time that it, it does get know. farmed you out. Know what? Uh, Go ahead, Josh. I don't know if it takes as long, really. It, it, I think it's just things are so much more transparent now than they were before that we're much more aware of things. That's true. And leaks, Good and point. it's hard to keep things secret. So I think we're just we feel like we're waiting longer um, than we were before when, because we didn't know those games were being made for so long. But uh, I mean, needless to say, I think, right, I I mean, think he's right the that there's a benefit to Bungie being a small, tight knit developer. Yes, yeah. To get on point, um, yeah, I think that's a great answer. I think. That was very well put, excellently put, because that does tend to happen a lot more nowadays where it gets sort of outsourced and you have a sort of hodgepodge mix of people putting it together. I mean, even for Halo 2 Anniversary, you know, and it worked well. It definitely worked well, so it can. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I don't say this at all in a way that's applicable to Halo 2 Anniversary, but you know, a certain charm is lost when you kind of have it outsourced, right? I mean, when you have that internal studio, I mean, that's kind of what made Halo CE so great. And, you know, you even say those guys to this day, you can tell some of those guys at Bungie are a little salty over the fact that they got Combat Evolved slipped, like slapped on the cover of that, you know, because it was just Halo to them. So, I mean, they put a lot of love into that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that is so well put. 
So well put. Our next comment is from Chris Trotta. He is at Trottamon. Um, he says, Halo had passion from Bungie, and they never really tried to market Halo as competition to any game. They marketed it as Halo. Wonderfully put. Um, he's right. Mm-hmm. They, just made, they, they set out to make a game, codenamed Blam, and they made the game they wanted to make, and it was awesome. And it's kind of like you just said, Josh. He, said, he says here at the end they marketed it as Halo. Well, like Josh just said, they marketed it as Halo Combat Evolve because Microsoft didn't trust the title. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, and I think yeah. I did reply to that. I can't remember, and I think it was more or less what I've just previously said. But just to touch on that, like, yeah, I mean, I, something gets lost when you are trying to compare it to other stuff and and or or, or build it in competition, you know, and stuff like that. When you, they just, I mean, as far as we know, they just kind of made Halo as Halo to be Halo, and then when it became the success it it was, obviously, you don't need to try to compare it to anything else because people are going to be trying to compare yeah. themselves to you. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, but but that's why. I, that's why know, for you know, I'm not going to get into this whole deal because it could be a long conversation. But that's why for anyone who ever said Halo's not trying to be, is trying to be something different, or Halo's trying to be COD, you know, Halo is the only Halo there is out there, and Halo does. Good I did at feel Halo. that way with Halo yeah. Four though. Yeah, exactly. at least in so, the yeah, the multiplayer. Not so much the campaign. So, like, Halo Halo is the only Halo out there, so it needs to continue to try to be Halo. There's no reason why Halo should try to be something else because it yeah. doesn't work when you try to be something else. And when you're the only one out there that's that's like your, like you, you should keep being you, and that's what Halo is. So Yeah, and you you know what, dude? I, I, I got to say just, just before we kind of finish this up, as a side note, dude, I've seen just in general with these questions we've been doing, I've seen so much love for Halo 4. And it is really cool to see as someone who initially just wasn't vibing with it. I've seen a lot of answers on a lot of questions for things in Halo 4. Um, I feel like it brought so it again, up when I, fans in. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's honestly opened up my perspective, too, because I'm like a part of me feels like, OK, I should be more open minded to that game. And I am. But it's just it, 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 it's again making me actually want to play through it with a fresh set of eyes. So didn't mean to get off subject. That was a great answer. Um, I feel like there's a marginal. I feel like there's bad. a marginal but noticeable amount of fans that exist because of Halo Four. Because I've, I've talked to several people who they got into the series because of Halo Four. So I, I feel like if there's if you take the pool of Halo fans, I feel like there's a good five to ten percent of them that are Halo fans yeah, because actually, of Four. I thought about this earlier, and I want to touch upon this before I forget. Uh, and I do want to get back to that. I really do. But this is just something that made me think of it. Is you know what, dude? Is I was of the crowd. I was in high school when Halo 2 was relevant, okay? And for that, for a lot of people around my age, Halo 2 is that that game that you have nostalgic memories about. When you think about Halo and you hear the music and it stirs emotions, you think about Halo 2. But then you have this other group of people for Halo 3. Now, I was still in high school. I was finishing up high school when Halo 3 was coming out. But... You know, it's like the last, I'd say the last five years, people got real nostalgic. There was a lot of love for Halo 3. Not that there was hate, but it's like that started to become the one I see people talk about most. Nowadays, starting to see a lot of love for Halo 4. And it just really goes to show you, I think, that as time passes and people get nostalgic kind of comes into existence, it manifests itself with certain things like that. A lot of people feel that way. And I'm seeing, you know what, dude, I'm seeing unanimous love for halo reach even though i know it wasn't exactly received that way 100 especially in things like mlg so i didn't mean to deviate too much but it's just it's interesting to see how that happens you know it does happen in everything even with star wars but nostalgia 
man, nostalgia gets it, it Crazy hooks into people. Yeah, but let's keep uh, let's keep going. I know we got a couple more. I want to I want to hear those. Uh, next qu- next comment is it's quite a simple comment, but I, I thought it was a very good point. Um, this is from Barkster. He is at Gained Bark zero one. He says Halo's lore is enough to beat any other sci-fi shooter, in my opinion. And I think that's a very good point. Um, now, if we're exclusively talking about first-person shooters, Josh, and we're trying to be objective, can you name one other video game series that has lore that's even a modicum of comparable? No. And I, 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 I'm trying to say that un- unbiased. And when I do say that, I want to be very clear that I have not played every game out there. And there is potentially several games, franchises, or games just like that, that that offers more. I just don't know. I'm naive to it. I, I mean, I, but I, 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 from my personal perspective, you know, yeah, I don't feel there is. First thing that comes to my mind is the only way, the only thing that can compete at all is if we go outside a first-person shooter and bring up Mass Effect. Yeah, you know, and for me, I mean, Halo is no. still better well, lore-wise. I think but. even to an extent, I even think Gears would have more. Uh, I can kind of see Effect. that. It's just there's not, not, there's not, not too Halo, much but. past in Gears. The past is only like. Four. Well, I mean, you actually have more books for that than I think you do. Mass Effect, uh, and I think they also have comic yeah. uh, comics, and they have a couple more games. So, but uh, that's me being technical. But uh, no, yeah, definitely, I, I think it is Halo, and the, the lore that's there. Honestly, like it's just it's it's crazy. Like well, there was somebody in, and I, I forget your name, and I'm so sorry, but if you're listening to this, I just wanted to give you a shout out uh, in our Discord that mentioned before that they had read. Um, I think Fall of Reach before actually playing Combat Evolved, and I thought, whoa, you know, that's really cool. It's a unique take. It's not too often you hear people having read one of the books before actually playing any of the games, yeah. and I just think that is so cool because it's a completely different perspective. So, um, but yes, that just goes to show how how well the lore lends itself, for sure, and how much there is. So, next great answer. Next comment is from Jack Foster. He is at Reclaimer Studio. He says, on the technical aspect, Bungie created the first successful way to handle controller sticks in an FPS game. But on top of that, Halo is full of wonders and mysteries with just the right dose of humor. A call to glory and epicness, it was the birth of a modern mythology. And I commented back, beautifully said, because it was beautifully said. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I, I mainly brought this one up, too, because... He says, with just the right dose of humor, and that's something I hear you bring up a lot, Josh, is how essential that right dose of humor is to you in Halo. So um, how do you feel about humor in you know, Halo 4 and 5, and how do you feel about, like, what kind of humor do you like in Halo? Okay, my initial feeling, my initial problem with Halo 4 was that it felt, it took itself way too seriously. And to an extent, I still feel that way. I feel like 343's Halos take themselves too seriously. Now, to play devil's advocate... There have been times promotional ads, commercials, um, even some things just within the studio you might see on Waypoint or on their YouTube channel and stuff that they've done that you can tell there's a sense of humor there. But I feel like in terms of the story, Bungie just had this this sense of humor that was there. You know, it had this charm to it, and I loved that. And I, you really, I really felt it in the another day at the beach cutscene. That's really, I don't know if people will really understand what I'm saying or if I'm even making sense, but it just, there was a certain charm to the way the characters bantered with one another and sometimes the stuff they said specifically. And uh, I mean, credit to Joseph, Joseph Staten for that because I mean, he just, I was, I, I love his writing for stuff, man. I really do. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's something I really hope that, you know, infinite will have a little bit of, I mean, it has to be its own thing because they're not bungee and I don't want them to be, I want them to be there themselves. But, um, you know, I just, yeah, 
Oh, and what what did he say specifically again? I just I was literally just thinking of reminiscing about Halo Two. I just saw. Well, it. he was just saying, but on top of that, Halo was full of wonders and mysteries, with just the right dose of humor, a call to glory and epicness. It was a birth of a modern mythology. Yes. Oh, and he yeah, that's what a, the other thing I wanted to touch upon. He mentioned to the the controls. Yeah, I mean, dude, I didn't think about that at the time when I first played it, but like the controls are amazing. Yeah, and there's a reason why people day, like. Huh? Yeah, most first-person shooters still kind of roll with similar controls. You know, I mean, they just they did it best. Hundred percent, man. I you know, and I, I hate to make. Okay, let me clarify. I'm a huge fan of Halo Four. Love Halo Four. I think it's a great game. Um, but on, on what you said, Josh, it's kind of the way I compare it, like with Bungie and Three Four Three's Halos, is like, you know how you go and you watch a Marvel movie, and they're able to just sprinkle in humor through the film to keep you keep it lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that's great, and that, that, that's what Bungie did with their games. But then with Halo 4 and 5, and honestly, even though I like 4 a lot more than 5, I think 5 did a little bit better with the banter stuff. It does have a little bit of I remember that the little grunt sort of running, and it's, like, screaming, and you saw in the E3 demo. Yeah, and, and just the banter between the teams and stuff. But uh, Halo, Halo, Halo 343's Halo has kind of had suffered a little bit of, like, what the early DC films have suffered from. Where like they're like DC films and Marvel films are both really really cool, they're awesome, but Marvel has that way of, of keeping it lighthearted and, and and stuff. And with the early DC films, there wasn't much of that, you know, wasn't much to connect with that human humanness of like the humor. So mm-hmm. I think they could definitely adapt a little more of that uh, humor sprinkled in that we get in Marvel movies and bunchy halos, but. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The last comment. In their own way too, but yeah, great. That was a good answer too. These are all great yeah, answers. I sound, re- I sound like a suck up saying that. Well, it's me. true. I mean, I, I cherry pick them out, but there's plenty of other ones I don't pick because we yeah. don't have time for all of them that are really good. Yeah. So, um, the very last comment on this question and our last question for the day mm-hmm. is from Turo six zero two. He is at Batman sixty two nine five. He says Halo was a long and collaborative effort with no blueprint to follow. Halo killers were made as a response to capitalize on another game's success. There was simply no passion or understanding of what made Halo appealing beyond being an FPS. Um, now, I will say, you know, we don't know for sure that there was no passion or understanding uh, for what made Halo appealing. Like, I, I get why you said that, and I don't, totally don't blame you for saying that. Uh, but, I mean, for all we know, like, there, I mean, I'm sure there was some really passionate people behind the game Haze and other Halo killers. So I don't want to discredit their passion, but I do think this was a very good comment because uh, he says that Halo was a collaborative effort with no blueprint, and Halo killers were made to capitalize on their game success. That's just very well put. Um, like Josh and I have already been over in this podcast. Um, you know, if if your your central goal that that light at the end of the tunnel your your game's being developed towards is to to Throne or or take the place of another game. I don't think that's a very good foundation to build your development on. You know, it needs to have passion. It needs to have, you know, it needs to be built on you wanting to create something of your own. If you're trying to dethrone something else, not often, not many times can someone go after the king with the goal of defeating the king as their only goal and make it happen. You know, you got to just do your own thing and, and let it thrive on its own. What do you think, Josh? I think, yeah, I think it's well said. I think. You know, I pretty much covered uh, it all there. I, I feel I, like. <laughs> no, 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 you did. It's just, uh, it's more or less what I've already said. I mean, I think it just, I don't think so much this was something internally with with a lot of these games. You know, I think it was more of a PR thing and a more of a yeah. magazines and such marketing in them as such. And then 
people who see that, especially when we're younger, we're going to go tell our friends that. And that's what, that's the phrasing we're going to use because it's, it's, it was verbal clickbait, you know, at the time for our eyes. Um, and, and then for our mouths when we're trying to communicate like, Oh dude, you got to try this new game. It's a, it's a halo killer, you know, and stuff like that. So like, you know, I, I, I can't imagine, I'm, I'm sure there are cases, you know, where some, some studios were like, you know, this is, this needs to be as good as halo. But yeah. yeah, I think mostly it wasn't, you know, but, but I don't know. I, I can't pretend to know. And then uh, I just think it hurt it. It hurts games more than it, than it does help them. Yeah. So, and, and just like with Halo, I think Halo 4's multiplayer suffered a bit because of the identity crisis it had. Yet Halo 5's multiplayer took it in its own step. It tried to be its own thing and it was successful because of it. So it really goes to show you like, I think, and just like Halo 4's story, it was a lot more serious. Yeah. Just like I said before, but for some people, that's their favorite story. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The dynamic between Chief and Cortana is exactly what I wanted coming after. A lot of us wanted that so, in the Bungie games. Yeah. We didn't get yeah, it. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, they just got to, you know, I think if Halo does their own thing, doesn't try to be anybody else, they're going to do fine. I think if other games, if they're just trying to make a game and, and have it be good, you know, and fun for their, the people that are going to be buying it to play, then it's usually going to be enjoyable to some people out there. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the end of our question segment. You guys gave us amazing answers. Um, every time we do this, it's always just uh, so many good answers to pick from. So thank you for that, um, Josh. I'll take us right into uh, letting everyone know that uh, I kind of already mentioned it. We both mentioned these things uh, briefly on the podcast, but we do have an official website now. It's uh, www.sacrediconhalo.com. Uh, you can go there and find uh, what we're about uh, as, Secret. as a Sacred Icon, Icon. Halo. Halo. We're about um, separately as individuals. Um, I got some blogs there that I wrote a couple months back. If you guys are wanting Very something else to blog. read, um, we have a support link. If you guys want to uh, go to our Patreon, and you can become a patron for a dollar. It's the only option we have. Is, is just it's the sacred tier. You can become sacred by. Don't you want to be sacred? <laughs> uh, you can become sacred for a dollar. Uh, it, it just helps us out and shows us that you guys, um, you know, you like the comment. You like the content that we're putting out. and um, So only a dollar option there. If you guys feel like doing that, there's plenty of other ways you can support us. You don't have to give us monetarily. Just listen to the podcast, retweeting, tweeting, retweeting. Retweeting, commenting. Any of those things, passing us along, those are great ways to help. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, we also have the Discord. If you guys would like to uh, follow up on our episodes, and maybe we said some stuff you really agree with, maybe we said some stuff you really don't agree with, uh, just come to the Discord and share your thoughts, or just hang out with us on a daily basis, just talking about games, Halo, anything, anything you feel. So uh, we're all, we're all at uh, Sacred Icon Halo on Discord as well. So. I think that about sums it up for me, Josh. Uh, take us out. Yeah, speaking of guys, you know, Spotify recently had its year in review, which is pretty interesting, you know, going into detail about the things you listen to the most and stuff like that. And, you know, we came into Spotify in November, so you can find us on there. But, you know, if a year from now, if, you know, we get this year in review thing again and it pops up, uh, definitely let us know. 
definitely let us know because I think that's such a cool feature, such a cool thing. And like, I would love to see that on people's uh, just pictures and stuff like that. That would, that would make me feel so good. I would just, I would do a backflip off of the treadmill. And let me tell you, that is the scariest thing for me at 31 years. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google podcasts, Apple podcasts. We're pretty much everywhere. If there's not a place, let us know and we'll get that taken care of for you guys because we want to be in as many places as possible. Um, if you guys have a suggestion, uh, feedback of the show, or just want to say hi, you can do so by emailing us at sacrediconhalo at gmail.com. But if you don't want to do that, too complex to send an email nowadays, just want to reach us on Twitter, we got you covered. At sacrediconhalo, you can do that. But if you want to talk to Brian privately, uh, you can do that at Brian's Bane. Or if you want to hit me up, you can do so at Jovial Joshi. And at Erica Plays Halo is the account for Brian's wife, Erica who's playing through Halo for the first time, be sure and check that out. Definitely let uh, them know what you think. Let her know what you think. Uh, really cool. Always, always cool. So thanks so much for listening to this, guys. Uh, we're going to be hitting you up here soon with another episode covering the fourth mission uh, of Halo Reach, which is going to be awesome. I can't wait to do it, Brian. So, But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in, guys, to this one. He's Brian. I'm Joshua. And you've been listening to the Sacred Icon Halo Podcast. Keep it sacred. Peace, guys.